<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am excited and grateful as always just to have the opportunity to speak with you guys again. I pray that you all had a great week. My week has been busy, but good. God is in control and is gracing me for every part of it. Um, Last weekend, my husband and I actually attended a virtual marriage conference, um, the Love Hour conference, and it was phenomenal. So shout out to Melissa, aka Miss Kev on stage, because that whole weekend blessed me. Okay. Also, um, last Friday, y'all know that new episode of Red Table Talk dropped and broke the internet, and the internet is just undefeated with the entanglement memes, okay? Um, Now, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself uh, for now, okay, on the whole, like, Will and Jada um, situation, because one, it's not my business, and two... God gave me a whole different assignment for today. So, of course, um, I was talking to God about this whole, like, entanglement business, and he downloaded something into me, and y'all know I have to share it, right? So, he told me that there are many of us who are knee-deep, worried about a situation with people we will never know, but are in some spiritual entanglements that we need to come to the table and talk about. He said what he said. (laughs) Okay. Like, at first I was like, really, God? (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, I want to come to the table and talk about something. Let's talk about these spiritual entanglements. Um, And then, you know, as I continued to talk, he led me to 2 Peter um, 2, verses 20 through 22. And I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it, and are and are overcome they are worse off at the end than they were in the beginning it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them of them the proverbs are true a dog returns to its vomit and a sow that was washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. First of all, 
a dog returns to its vomit. So in this scripture, Peter is speaking about people who have learned about Christ and understand how to be saved. They know what to do, but they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing anyway. And they reject the truth and return to, a, to sin, allowing themselves to become entangled in their sin. Right? Like, how many of us have become entangled? Like, where are some areas in your life or some habits that you still have that you are entangled with? So this week, we are going to dive into some ways to overcome these sins and walk into the freedom that Jesus died for us to have. Okay? I don't want y'all to be entangled. And so that's what we're, that's what we're coming for this week. So y'all know that every week I be in the dictionary trying to like I study study and so I wanted to figure out the definition of entangle because first of all I was like how did you even come up with this okay and it says to be entangled means to be in a complicated situation the situation can also be considered perplexing or troublesome it also means being wrapped or twisted together and I feel like many of us are so interwoven with sin that we've told ourselves like this is just who I am so dot 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 right like um, but that's not the truth when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior you were given a new identity and that is backed up by the word in 2nd Corinthians 5 16 and 17 it says so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view at one time we thought at one time we thought of Christ merely as a human from a human point of view how differently we know him now this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person the old life has gone and a new life has begun so we are no longer subjected to being entangled with sin because we have a whole new identity with Christ, right? And, you know, a couple of weeks back, we learned that, you know, we're always going to face temptation in our walk, right? Like, we know that God doesn't tempt us, um, that it's an act of the devil, but we, you know, because of our flesh and because of us being, you know, humans, we're going to face temptation, um, but we no longer have to carry the identities of our sin, right? Like, so you're not a liar, you're not a thief, you're not um, a fornicator, or whatever the enemy has told you that you are, but your identity is in Christ, and you have the power to overcome whatever your struggle might be. And as a side note, let me just say this, because... I feel like sometimes like our seasoned saints, like people who've been walking with Jesus, you know, they can have this like level of self-righteousness um, because you may be dealing with a sin that people can't see or smell on you. And that does not mean that your sin does not exist. So just because you can cover it up and look like you may have it all together. It does not mean that you are in a position to judge somebody that has a different sin than you. Like we have to remember that all sin is equal at the foot of the cross to include homosexuality. There's not like, oh, this sin weighs more than that sin. No, like we all are in need of a savior. No matter how refined we've come, God has been doing a work in me, but I still have a level of raggedy on the inside that he has to work on every day. 
right? Like we are to love each other above all things. And loving someone does not mean that you condone or justify the behavior of sin. Um, it just means that we provide the same level of grace and mercy that God has shown you in your season of raggedy so that those people like that are struggling can continue to push through, right? Like we, and by we, I mean people who are further in their walk, right? Like, so this is something that God dealt with me early because we are responsible for our actions and our words that we choose and the words that we choose not to use, right? So if we are, you know, in a position and we see that someone is, someone in the church is talking negatively about someone who may not quote unquote be as saved, you sitting there and condoning it, your, your inaction is an action to God, right? And we are being held accountable for all of it. You're going to have to sit in God's face and explain to him how his son or daughter left the church for good because you either opened your mouth in a way that was not loving or you did not intervene in a situation where you should have. Right? Like, please tell me if you want that level of smoke with God because I don't. At all, ever. <laughs> okay? That's the end of my rant, but... Do not, just because God has delivered you from something, do not feel like you're so above and you're so self-righteous that you are, even if you're not doing it intentionally, the words that you choose, you being self-righteous, the Bible tells us that our righteousness is but filthy rags. That does not mean that we shouldn't live righteous, but don't be out here feeling yourself because you needed Jesus too. We all do. And so I just really had to get that off my spirit because I feel like we're supposed to be the light in the world. Um, and some of us have known Jesus for like two hours and then you have the nerve to be self-righteous. But if someone was to put you on trial for being a Christian, a jury wouldn't find you guilty because there's no evidence. Right? Like, so don't, don't ever get too comfortable comfortable. <laughs> We're all a work in progress. We all have, you know, places that we're trying to improve on. We all are under construction. We all needed a God to send his son to give his life for us. And so it frustrates me in the body of Christ when people are like, oh, she sleep with this person. She, oh, she was at the club last night. She at church today. So praise the Lord. She's at church. If you know she at the club every Saturday, hit her up and ask her if she wants to go do something else. Because if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. Pray for her. Like, there, you have no right to judge. And then you will be the one who says something, you start a rumor in the church, or you're a part of this, you know, these cliques that you hear about in the body of Christ, and this person leaves, and the Bible tells us how important every single person is to God. God will leave the 99 for the one. Explain to him why his son or daughter left the church because he felt like, they felt like they weren't in a position where they were being loved, that they weren't being loved by the body of Christ. Explain how you're responsible for that to God face to face. You have to consider those kinds of things before you open your mouth and you're out here gossiping and talking about people, which is also a sin that will get you entangled. You be out here entangled with the words that come out of your mouth. So because we are all sinful, no one is exempt from being in entanglement with sin. 
Like we all, like we all have a level of sin that we've been entangled with. And if you've been provided with the ability to get out, if God has graced you to get out, go back and help the next person. Okay? I don't know who that was for, but there are too many people in the body of Christ. We out here being people's judge and jury instead of being their brothers and sisters and helping. And that's not your job. You out of position. So you need to look at yourself and ask God, what sin are you entangled with? What things are you entangled with that don't look like him? What people are you entangled with that don't look like him? We ain't got time to worry about Will and Jada, okay? Hey guys, it's your girl, Sharla Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so now that I pull myself together, <laughs> let's go over some tools that you have in your arsenal to overcome sin. Some tools that you have to where you no longer have to be entangled. Like you do not have to figure this out on your own. God has fully equipped you and given you everything that you need. So we need to get familiar with the tools in our toolbox, okay? So here are the four pillars of your spiritual toolbox. One is the Holy Spirit, okay? Two, the Word of God, the Bible. Three, prayer. Four, community. And we're going to go through each one of these. So the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, which is the Bible. Okay, don't come with no other shenanigans. The Bible, the Holy Bible. Prayer and community. So let's talk about the Holy Spirit because I feel like this part of the Trinity, <laughs> like this part of the Trinity People act so spooked about it and it is unnecessary. I really feel like that is a trick of the enemy because the Holy Spirit is our advocate, right? Like sometimes we try to, you know, we, you know, it, the Holy Spirit can also be called the Holy Ghost. And I think that kind of makes it like spooky and like mystical, but that is not like the Holy Spirit is our advocate. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. An advocate is someone who supports or pleads a case for someone or for a cause, right? So if you're an advocate for women's rights, you support that cause, you plead their case, you do action, there's action attached to you advocating. There's, diff there's a difference between you being an ally and you advocating for something. And so Jesus tells us about the Holy Spirit in John 
um, 14 and 26, where he says, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. Like Jesus said, okay, this being read in the Bible, if it's in red, Jesus said it, okay, that he is our advocate. The Holy Spirit is Jesus's representative. The Holy Spirit will teach you and remind you of everything that God has, that Jesus has said. So the Holy Spirit, like you cannot function without the Holy Spirit. Like you have to have a level of relationship with the Holy Spirit. This ain't about being spooky, but you out here blind because to reject the Holy Spirit, that's Jesus's representative. You cannot do that. Like, and I think in a practical standpoint, I always tell people you have to stop looking for like this big, scary voice out of the sky, right? Like God can do that. He can. He can come out and be like, hey, right? Like he can shoot me a text message. That may make my life easier, but that's neither here nor there. But most often you will, you know, it's that small, still voice that's leading and guiding you. And a lot of times it sounds like it's you, like it's your voice. But let me tell y'all, it ain't you. <laughs> it don't be us, okay? It ain't you. you. You most often know that the Holy Spirit is talking to you if you're being led to do something that's within the characteristics of God right so you have to really understand God's character which means you have to spend time with him right and you cannot be afraid of him but you want him to send his spirit right when you're in relationship with somebody like my husband I'm in relationship with him I spend time with him I know him so my eyes could be closed. I could not see. We could be, you know, across the room from each other. But when he speaks, I know that it's him because I'm in relationship with him. And so the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You may not feel like you have um, the ability to hear the Holy Spirit or to really hear from God, but it's really because you need to get in closer relationship with God. You want to hear from God? The first place to go is not to know nothing weird that's witchcrafty and dressed up like it's God because no. But the word, that's God speaking, right? And so <clears throat> a lot of times when the Holy Spirit is talking to you, it is something that is characteristic of God and not yourself. Here's a prime example of something that happened this week. I was working from home, okay? I was doing... COVID calls, been doing COVID triage calls for a minute. Sis is tired. I am sis. Um, and I get, you know, this huge list of patients. I call them all and I'm done and I'm done early. Bless the Lord. Okay. Like, bless the Lord. So I'm looking through the different schedules and I have a coworker of mine who I know struggles with some of the charting and she still had a lot of patients to call. Now my flesh was like, girl, if you don't take this time to get your homework done, you got extra time, sis, get your homework done. But my spirit, okay, Holy Spirit said, reach out to her, 
ask her if she needs help. Now, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to be really transparent. My flesh was like, but you got discussion boards to do. <laughs> okay? Like, you need to get ahead of schedule. Da -da 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 -da. My flesh was trying so hard to battle me. Like, I tried to rationalize getting my homework done as a priority, right? But the Holy Spirit was relentless. Like, he's like, Holy Spirit is relentless. You need to check on her. Extend the hand. You need to help. You know she struggles. Now, my flesh is like, but would she do the same for me? Like, so please know, like, you never get to this point where you arrive. Like, we are so fleshly and sinful. It's it's gross. <laughs> but, but in that moment, like, being transparent, I was like, I mean, like, I was struggling with this. Like, I had in the, the opportunity to make life easier for myself. And I wasn't obligated to help her. But I know that it was the Holy Spirit leading me to do so. And guess what? I was obedient, right? And she was so, like, she was so grateful, y'all. Like, so grateful. And then turned around and blessed me. And it was a complete surprise. Like, I did not expect her to, you know, be a blessing to me. And it was simply out of my obedience. Like, something that I would have had to do later in the week that would have taken me hours to do she helped me get it together and she didn't have to she was like let me help you with blah 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 and i was surprised and i had did it simply out of obedience knowing that i was planting seed and being a representative of god but then god is so faithful that he turned around and rewarded me immediately even though my little raggedy tail was out here trying to contemplate doing my homework first and what I will tell you is that the Holy Spirit typically is going to tell you to do the opposite of what your flesh feels like doing. Okay? Like, the devil is not out here telling you to help nobody, telling you to bless nobody, telling you to give, telling you to stretch yourself. So sometimes people are like, how do I know that it's not the enemy? The devil, those are not characteristics of him. He's not going to tell you to sacrifice and to give to someone in need. That's just not, he ain't got it. He, he trash, right? But that is a characteristic of God for you to give, to treat your neighbors like yourself, to do it to other, like, you know, the, like those characteristics of God, of giving, of sacrificing, of lending a hand, of being a blessing to other people. That's a characteristic of God. And that's how I know that that was my, not my flesh telling me or that wasn't the devil telling me to do like to do something nice he ain't out here no no that's not how he wrote okay so if the devil if if the devil is talking to you it's usually the opposite of whatever is in the word oh you you're bad you're stupid you did this you if, if he talking trash always he's discouraging you tell him how you really feel Right? And now you out here cussing somebody out and now acting outside of the character that God is giving you. Acting outside of your new identity. But when it's the Holy Spirit, it's usually something that's going to stretch you. That you like, no, I don't really want to do it. But you do it anyway. And 
he's going to tell you to help, to bless, to give. Okay? When you out here and you hear God tell you to give to that homeless person, and you're like, oh, no, nah, that's the devil because they're going to take this money. And you... No, that's God. The devil ain't telling nobody to give nobody no money. Okay? Because he's, he's not in the business of, that's not his characteristic. He's not in the business of blessing people. He will give you fraudulent things, people who are working for him, they will be rewarded with false, um, you know, false blessings, things that are counterfeit. Go back and listen to counterfeit code. Like, he, oh, he, oh, he'll trick you real quick. But I'm talking about like, you know that you've been prompted to give somebody something and that is God, that is the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. And it don't always be this big, like, oh, this is the Lord, like, nah. They'd be like, you know, you should be over. You should, you should call her and see if she needs help. And I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> homework, right? But you need to be obedient because you don't know what's attached. Like that's what God showed me. Like, see, you ain't even know there was a blessing attached to your obedience. And I was like, oof, my edges. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right? And that's another thing too. Is like, you have to really get out of your feelings like I'm gonna do a whole podcast on like how God does not care about what you feel like that's your flesh we don't care about that you make your flesh obey the spirit you think Noah felt like building an ark people out here talking about him it's hot ain't no rain he looked crazy he probably didn't feel like it but he was obedient anyway right and so if you hear promptings where, um, you know, you're, you're told to bless or help or do something that's going to stretch you, that is the advocate. Let me tell you something else about the advocate. He will tell you to stop talking, shut it down, close your mouth, shut up, <laughs> right? Like, it is so hard sometimes, child. My husband say something and my flesh was like, mm, mm, and, and Holy Spirit be like, are you promoting peace? Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> come on, are you serious? <laughs> right? But that is being led by the spirit that I had, oh, I had something to say. Cause my flesh, my flesh be out here. But in the same way, when I struggle in that area, any area where you're dealing with sin, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, right? God always provides us a way of escape from temptation. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13, right? We have to be so sensitive to the promptings of the spirit that, and we, and we don't want to like quench or stifle the spirit's instruction or promptings. Like you need to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit, which means you have to spend time with him, right? 1 Thessalonians 5.19 tells us that we don't want to quench or stifle the Spirit's instructions. You want to have ears to hear. 
right? So you want to pray and ask God to make you more sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit um, and to make the promptings and leadings of the Spirit plain to you. Because God's not trying to withhold anything from you. He wants you to walk with him. He wants you to have a prosperous life. He wants you to walk in success. So if you ask him, right, when God talks about ask for the desires of your heart and I'll grant them to you, he is not talking about that Mercedes. Sis. I mean, he'll do I and mean, he can. And he wants you to have that stuff. But you want to want he wants you to want the things that he wants for you. Like he's going to put you in a position where you're like, more than a Mercedes, I need the Holy Spirit. Because if I got the Holy Spirit, I can figure the rest of the stuff out. The Holy Spirit gonna gonna lead me and guide me to where I need to go. And because God wants you to have that, if you ask him to give you his spirit, he will give it to you because it's in alignment with his will and it's a desire of your heart. Okay? So then once God gives you the spirit, okay, because again, the Holy Spirit is a part of our inheritance package through Jesus, okay? Okay, when he gives you the spirit, obey. Like when you hear the spirit, obey. He will guide you and navigate you away from your sinful nature and habits. He'll be like, mm -mm, don't, mm -mm, don't pick up the phone. <laughs> okay mm -mm. don't pick up the phone chat <laughs> so the next thing that we're going to talk about is God's word now y'all already know from our ready for war series that the word of God is our sword child like we need to utilize this weapon it is not a cliche like the word of God is living and breathing and it's full of power and um I just think that we don't really utilize it because it's like, oh, okay, you got a Bible, but it got dust on it, <laughs> but you're struggling. That is your weapon. The word of God is alive and is powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. That's Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. He sees it all. You, that Those people who think that because your sin isn't something that's blatant that people can see, God still sees you anyway. You're still naked in the eyes of the Father. And we are accountable to him. That's why when nobody's looking, right, it's not good enough for you to play Christian because God sees all of it. Okay, people in the community may think that you're a great Christian, but if you talk to your kids, you mean. You cussing them out. What is it like to live with you? Because you're going to be held accountable for that. That's your first ministry. We must study the word of God so that we are able to move in wisdom, right? So knowledge is not good enough for us to know, right? Knowledge becomes wisdom when you're able to apply the knowledge and we're able to use that to make righteous decisions. 
So in the wilderness, when Jesus was tempted by the devil to sin, he overcame the temptation by speaking the word of God. He used his spiritual sword to smite the enemy. The Bible tells us that we are to study the book of instruction provided to us, meditate on it day and night, and then we will have good success. That's Joshua 1.8. You out here chasing success, but you're not even doing it right. It's a counterfeit. And the success includes overcoming sin. There's another scripture, and I cannot remember off the top of my head, um, where it comes from, but it, the Bible says that God wants us to, to prosper just as our soul prospers. So if your soul is not prospering, God don't care about nothing else. He don't care that you fed all the homeless children. Your soul ain't prospering. And this includes overcoming sin. If you are looking for tips on how to study the word of God, please go back and listen to our student of the game episode. But you have to get in this word. The Bible says that if you resist the devil, he'll flee. All you need to do is resist. It didn't say that you had to uh, go out there and punch him in the face. It says when you see sin, flee, run, go. You ain't even gotta be act like you tough, just run. You don't have to be entangled in sin, but how are you going to, I just see people in ropes and they're all twisted and tangled up. You need, you need to use your sword. You need to use the word of God and, and use it so he, so you can have the freedom that Jesus died for you to have. You don't have to be entangled. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by Hearts Over Habits, Inc. Hearts Over Habits is a 501c3 nonprofit organization aimed to provide mentoring and life skills to young women ages 14 to 24. Our program is designed to educate and empower young women to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. We have a community, online academy, and evidence-based mentoring to ensure that our participants are provided with the foundation necessary to succeed in today's society. If you are interested in enrolling or becoming a participant, please visit our website at www.heartsoverhabits.org. Now let's get back to the show. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God, and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information 
all the way down to his accolades and awards, just like you would build your own resume. It is so cool, it's so fun. And God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life. Y'all, he been out here saving us, okay? Get the journal, get in a position and a posture of gratitude. I pray that it blesses you. You need to get it. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so our third tool is prayer. And I really feel like a lot of us underestimate the power of prayer, right? Like prayer is what gives us access to the spiritual realm. Um, And I'm going to do a whole entire podcast series about prayer. Uh, I just really am waiting on God to release me to speak and like give me all the knowledge that I need. I never want to come to y'all with just like a little bit. Like I want to be filled with the spirit and God is like leading me. And so I know that this is something that he's calling me to do. And yep, when it comes out, be ready. Okay. Prayer is the power source that connects the armor to the father. Right. So we have the full armor of God. If you watched, um, and were a part of the armor of God Bible study, this is actually the first thing that Priscilla Shira teaches us about. And if you missed it, please get connected in the Facebook group. It's available for you to watch. You don't have to be missing nothing. Okay. And Prayer is what really activates that armor of God she talks about, right? And so if you have never, ever watched the movie War Room, I urge you to watch it. If you have watched the movie War Room, I want you to go back and rewatch it. It will change your prayer life. Jesus prayed diligently, right? Like in the Bible, there are so many times where he left crowds, He left disciples. I mean, he was leaving everybody. He left his parents when he was 12 to be in the house of God. Okay? Like, he will leave you to go pray very quickly. Because he knew that he could not complete the work that the Father sent him here to complete without being in constant communication with him. And I really feel like that's a lot of our problems like we feel like we can do this on our own and you'll ask God for something but communication goes both ways right so it's not just let me sit here and tell you all of my problems God don't need you to list your problems out to him he know your problems child he sees you he doesn't sleep nor slumber but how many of us take intentional time to say okay God I'm listening what would you have me to do turn off the TV Get off your phone, quit scrolling, and just give God the opportunity to speak to you. That's communication. Right before Jesus went to the cross, he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. He even urged Peter to pray. He told him, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And I love this scripture in Matthew 26 and 41 because it tells us if you're going to overcome sin, you must find power in prayer. The enemy wants to keep you quiet, right? Like he don't want your flesh, your body is weak. 
you're not going to want to feel like praying. I'm going to say it again. Forget your feelings. This whole walk, like, don't, I don't even care about how you feel. I love you, but I don't care about how you feel. All these people, follow your heart. No. The Bible says that your heart is deceptive. No. You are not going to feel like it, but you need to be disciplined enough. And you need to know enough spiritually that you cannot survive, right? Like, you go tell your phone, nah, like, I don't feel like charging you, but I want you to stay, I want you to stay powered up. Without that connection, without that communication, your phone will die. And you will, you will have no access. You need your prayer life the same way that your phone needs a charger so you can continue to be in communication with people so you can continue to be in relationship with people especially now because we can't go nowhere can't see nobody coronavirus okay you like we need our phones but if you out here without a power cord god is the source that you plug your prayers into okay like you need to get connected and prayer is the way to do that. You're not going to feel like praying. Your spirit will always be willing, but you're not gonna feel like it. And I want you to forget your feelings, this whole walk. Like you have to tame your flesh to walk in everything that God has told you to. I did not feel like doing more patient calls, but I did it because I tamed my flesh. You can, you have to spend time in communication with the father right and you may not always feel like getting up and going to work but you go you may not always feel like going to the gym but you go keep that same energy and get on your face before god and i don't know if y'all can hear this rain because it's raining child but keep that same energy Okay, like it is important that same commitment that you have to being snatched. You better be snatched in the spirit. That same energy, you'll get up and go to a job that you don't like, even though you don't feel like it. But the God that woke you up and gave you the job, you won't go spend time with him because you don't feel like it. That don't make no sense, boo. You have to be in communication with God. You need to use prayer. Ephesians 6 tells us, like, this is spiritual. Prayer is our access to the spiritual realm. You have to educate yourself in that. It ain't got to be cute. It ain't like, it don't have to be all these things that you think that it is. Just start opening your mouth and declaring the word of God. Start opening your mouth and speaking to God and then give God space to talk back to you. Okay, like this, like y'all gotta get this. This ain't sexy. It ain't cute. like it ain't. But like you need this to overcome this in, the entanglement. You want to be free. You better open your mouth. The final tool to the battle of entanglement is godly community. God did not make us to be solo creatures. Okay.
Like, the first time in the Bible that we hear God talk about something not being good is in the Garden of Eden when he realizes that Adam is alone. Not that he realizes it, but he sees it. And he's like, well, this ain't good. <laughs> right? And that does not just mean, like, yeah, he's, he made Eve, but that does not mean, it's not representative of just a marriage relationship. But you need to have friendships. You need to be in community, godly community with family, right? There are leaders in the Bible like Paul who were never married, but he was still in community. When Jesus sent the disciples out to preach the gospel, he sent them in pairs, right? Proverbs tells us that iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. That is why it's so important that your friends are able to help you grow in Christ, right? This does not mean that y'all can't be normal, okay? And every time you get together, somebody's preaching the walls down. But if you, if your friends see that you have a need, if you are at your friend's house, your friends, your tribe, your circle, like they are going to teach you, they're going to pray with you, they're going to intercede for you when you don't know what to pray. To intercede means that you intervene on somebody's behalf. So now you've got the Holy Spirit as an advocate, but if you're in the right godly community, you have people that are also advocating for God um, to intervene in your circumstance as well. The Bible says that one can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000. How many are you trying to chase? So you need to be in community, right? Another thing about your godly friends, they're not going to always soup you up. If you tripping, they're going to tell you that you tripping. There are people in my circle who can tell me, nah, sis, but you tried it. Me and Jimmy, lo trataste in Spanish. You tried it. You tried it. <laughs> nah, you tripping. Go back, apologize. Nah, you tripping. Do what God said. That That's what godly community is like. It's not these people that's like, oh, yeah, everything that you do is great. Because it's not going to be. And if that's the kind of relationship that you want with people, you're in the wrong position. You're not going to grow that way. Ecclesiastes 4 9 through 12 is one of my favorite scriptures about relationship. It says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, then the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone is in real trouble, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? If a person is standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but oh, it says a person, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Right? Like, so to me, it's like, okay, me and my friend. And God is that cord that not even just in my marriage. Like me and my husband. And then God is the cord that's braided in between us. But every relationship, God should be that third party. Because your friends will be able to help you course correct in your area of sin. Right? The Bible tells us that we should confess our sins to one another. That don't mean tell the whole world all your business. Okay? Everybody that's in the church ain't always saved. Everybody, it's a hospital. It's not a club. Some people in there sick. And some people are not of God and they're just in there. So you need to use discernment with who you tell your sin to and who can pray for you. But community will help you course correct. If you're struggling with fornication, that means being in some little boy bed and you ain't got no business, and your friend knows that, they gonna hit you up on Saturday and be like, ah, ah, don't you go over there. And that may just be the text that
that you need, okay? Like, your friend will remind you that, that hey, what you doing, big head text, okay? Is uh-uh, sis. Like, that's a good reminder that you need to be keeping your spiritual eyes open and your legs closed. Okay, I said it. Nah. You do not need to allow the hurt of past relationships and past friendships to distort you from get, being in godly community. It is a tool that the enemy uses to keep you isolated and to keep you unprotected. It says that somebody alone is in real trouble if they fall. Because you fall into one sin and that the way that the devil works, he going to let you dig a ditch. And you're going to think it's all good. And right when you think that you're getting away with it, he's going to uncover and expose you. Ah, uh, see? That's why, that's why a lot of these celebrities, th that's why this whole thing with Will and Jada, right? Like, everybody thought it looked beautiful. But really, they are entangled in sin. When you get down to the bottom of it, that's not the way that marriage is supposed to work. How do I know? Because God made it and it's not in his word that we out here have an open nothing. Okay? And now you're entangled in sin. But on the outside, everybody thought that they had this picture-perfect marriage. And they're just digging themselves deeper and deeper. When you watch the interview, Will's like, oh, I want to get you back. Oh, you did? I want to know. It, like the, all of that is it's just the enemy working in that unit but but they've been exposed now they thought it was all good it looked beautiful and now they out here at the red table having to explain to the world which they don't have to because it's their business but still you want to make sure that you're not isolated and unprotected that you're not falling and getting you're you know finding yourself in this downward spiral Ask God to send you friends that are aligned to help you reach the will that he has for your life. And they will continue to walk with you as you transform into everything that God has called you to be. And they will help you resist the devil. Like, that's what this is about. So you need the spirit. You need God's word. You need prayer. And you need community. You have the tools to be free from entanglement. Don't be entangled. Okay, we ain't got time to worry about Will and Jada. I'm worried about y'all souls. Let's not be entangled. Okay? God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, like, they are the arsenal that you need to continue to walk in freedom. If you're looking for godly community, get connected with hearts over habits. Like, I mean that. I love the people that are connected with us. Today, on my lunch break from work, I met with one of my mentors, my mentees for lunch. Get connected. Keep pushing, y'all. Like, y'all are doing great. If nobody has told y'all, like, y'all are doing great. Every day you will begin to look more and more like God. Do not feel like you're just going to wake up like, I woke up like this. Like, that's not going to happen. It's a walk. It's a journey. That's why it's a, it's a walk with Christ. The Bible tells us not to get weary in well-doing because cause you're going to get tired of be doing what's right. You can be like, I just want to cuss everybody out. I'm tired of being the good. But no, you cannot get weary in well-doing. Right? When you fall, because you will. Now, I don't, but you want to get to the point where when you fall, there's not a crater in the earth that, <laughs> as we continue to grow in Christ, right? But when you fall... Get up, dust yourself off, and try again. I think that was Aaliyah. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> okay? You're going to have times 
when you when you fall, when you miss the mark, when you sin, but repent and then get back on course. Don't allow the devil to condemn you. There's a difference between the conviction of the Holy Spirit that's like, now you know you shouldn't have did that. You need to go back and apologize. And then the condemnation of the devil. Oh, you're horrible. And why do you even try? There's a difference. The enemy would love to condemn you and paralyze you so you so you don't continue to move any further. You don't have it all together. And that's okay. That's why we need Jesus right if we had it all together there would be no need for a savior so hold yourself accountable but also give yourself some grace grace does not mean making excuses for yourself grace is grace grace is like mm, i could have did that better what can i do so that doesn't happen again right thank you god for loving me and giving me fresh grace and fresh mercy every day Grace does not mean that you at the same place that you know you ain't supposed to be at every week. Talking about God, God knows my heart. Now you playing games. You entangled. Okay? So hold yourself accountable. Give yourself some grace. Holy Spirit, the Bible, prayer, community. Get connected with us and you can do it. You do not have to be in an, ent in an entanglement. <laughs> okay? So remember to continue to love God, love people, and love yourself. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Comfortable. 